Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Flawed and Fearless podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Covert, and today's topic is something that affects a lot of people, me including. It's the lack of self-belief. And I want to also, we're going to talk about how many individuals who have lived with codependency, which might be the first time you've heard this, or many times, often struggle with believing in their own worth and value outside of what they can do for others. Well, let's get started. Hello and welcome again, whether this is your first time or you're welcoming back. I am glad you're here and this subject is a personal one for me. Even brewed a little cup of coffee while we talk about this this afternoon. (laughs) So I really thought the lack of self-belief would be something really good to talk about because from personal experience, this is something that I have had extreme issues with um, probably my whole life. Now, I'll go over what codependency is, but the basis is I believed in so many other people. I backed them. I believed they could do anything. But when it came down to myself, it it was very difficult to find that. And I want to start by saying when we find out that we actually have more belief in others than ourselves, usually it's not on a shiny, wonderful day. Usually it's a situation where you feel either abandoned or even a simple one. Have you ever had a moment where you had something successful happen in your life? Something you've been, yes, and almost like you were like, yes, and you picked up the phone to call someone and they weren't available. And you're like, oh my gosh, come on right now. But you couldn't almost celebrate it without their success with you too, their excitement for you, right there is a sign that you don't have your own self-belief. That's on a shiny day when you got something great going on and it doesn't feel like enough to look in the mirror or to go, oh my gosh. And you sit there and you can quietly go through your head and you're like, wow, I did this. Oh my gosh. Mine, when that would happen, if someone wasn't available, straight to, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? What's wrong? So that I won't, that's, it's the point is, is this comes out in a way, usually not in a shiny day. And even it is a shiny day moment, like I said, successful, something great happened. It doesn't feel like it. So what exactly is a codependent life? It's a term used to really describe a relationship where one person is dependent on another person for emotional support and validation. So it's not just, you know, hey, I need you to success with me. I need your validation to really feel good about this. There is also support going through life. And think about it. This could be a parent. And it, this could be a parent. It could be a partner. It could be a friend. I paused because usually, and I've heard it recently, <laughs> You know, we all got mommy and daddy issues. Our, we're not perfect if you're a parent. Our parents weren't perfect. The parent, Our parents before that. And our children would not be perfect parents. Or more generations. Or our neighbors. However, no one is a perfect parent. 
And we forgive when we say, yeah, I know, I get it. You know, we can't be perfect, but more forgiveness for ourselves when we get there. But our parents, I I really believe like codependency either usually starts from, again, it does start from childhood in some way, but this dependency, when it starts as a young age, it often leads to putting others' needs ahead of your own, causing that lack of self-belief and self-worth. And that is where it becomes an issue. When it comes to the lack of self-belief or self-worth, there are many root causes. So I don't want to just say it's childhood because it doesn't mean it. It doesn't have to be that way. Many root causes that contribute to it, to the struggle, there are many. And I mean, one of the most common, again, for the codependency is, which is often is the past experience, whether it's a trauma or a constant need for validation for others. In other words, again, childhood, this person won't be happy unless I do all these things and I want the happiness, right? And it doesn't always happen, but you try very hard. Or you could have had an adult relationship that manifested into something like that. It turned out it began so great, but then over time, this person was so needy and you weren't able to do anything or feel comfortable or feel good about doing anything without them approving it first. A little sip of my coffee. <laughs> so codependency is a very complex issue, but it's not that complex either. We can go into it and into it. and again, But again, it can manifest in so many ways. But it's essential that it involves an unhealthy reliance on others for our sense of self-worth. And I mean, you put those words to it and yes, that's exactly what it is. But when you're in it, it doesn't feel that so perfect word fluffy. It's, it's a very common thing that most of us individuals have experienced. And again, like I said, especially if you've had trauma in your past and trauma is just this. Trauma is ripped from one emotion to another. You could be simply in a situation and get a phone call or heard a phone call and someone passed. had nothing to do with you. It was completely out of your control, but that could be traumatic. It could be a childhood trauma, whether it was, you know, being molested, being abused in some way, shape or form. But it can also be you were a child playing and there was fighting going around and you learned how to kind of cope and when to be, when your needs weren't important. Okay. They're arguing right now. So my, my needs are not that important. So that's where you may feel the need to seek validation and safety from others in order to feel secure is really the basis. So another factor that can really contribute to codependency and a lack of self-belief is a history of being told that just one's needs and wants are not important. This is and can be especially damaging when it comes from parents, caregivers, or other authority figures, teachers, uh, a boss, anything like that. And as it and it creates a belief that your own worth is lesser than an others. And that is completely, absolutely not true. And I know that now, but that doesn't mean that I don't have to sit there and actually 
think about it sometimes. So these experiences, they happen. And there are also a number of behaviors and thoughts and patterns that can contribute to the codependency and the lack of self-belief. Again, for example, individuals who struggle with perfectionism or people-pleasing, hello to me, may be more likely to seek validation from others because they feel that their worth is tied into others' approval. That's kind of those things. If you Can you make a to-do list? Write it down and look at it and go, dang, I did pretty good today. Or do you need it? Okay, well, look at that to-do list. Is that to-do list really things that I want done? Or this is the things that you think everyone else wants you to do so they can validate you? That's a question that we have to ask ourselves. And again, the lack of self-belief can, I just want to, I, I don't like how we just blaming our parents. It's, we're all innocent children. We go back then and say that because we're innocent children. We're meant to be thinking about our own needs. And maybe sometimes we're and most likely, not even maybe. I mean, if you have children of your own, you know, at some point, very self-centered. And they literally are like, it's like children are trauma because I swear all they do is bring up the things that you didn't deal with. <laughs> it's like, welcome to the world, man. <laughs> and then children too, why it is so important because you love them, their innocence, you wouldn't trade being their parent. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't bring up constant fears of failure fear of rejection, or fear of success, because all of them do not come easy when being a parent. Whatever it is, it's the lack of belief, and it prevents us from living the life that we want and deserve, because our wants and needs are so low. So, I think we have a good understanding of what codependency is. I spent about what, eight minutes blabbing about it. So <laughs> I think you get it. It's a subject that's very important. But how can we overcome this lack of self-belief? That's the most important. Well, the first step is to identifying what is the underlying cause of this issue? Is it because of ex past experiences? Is there a trauma? Or is it because of a constant need that you need to validate from others? Once you identify kind of that root problem, you can start working on it. So identifying it is, it, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, the iceberg, not saying it's easy, but you know, over top, you got this little up top and then underneath is the huge iceberg. Well, you're going to start out small and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh my gosh, now I get it. For example, my to-do list. I am a prime example of that. I have to write these things down not type it in my phone, not make a spreadsheet. Every day I need to sit in front of my tablet, my pe like pencil and paper is what I'm talking about. Tablet meaning a book. And I need to write down my to-do list. And first I do it for the whole week and all that I get out there. And then I look and I go, okay, so doing all these things, is this really things that I want to do? Now, do you want to wake up? I mean, I think back to little kids. Did I want to wake up in the middle of the night to feed my kids? No, not that is not something I put on my to-do list that I wanted. But did I want someone else to do it? Did I want to trade off and hire a nanny at night? No. So then I did want to do it. So 
that's where you really have to deeply ask yourself. But if it's on your list, it can't just be because of other people. Your needs are important. And it's on that list. You need to have, this is how I break it out. And I've learned it from my therapist. I wrote out all the things that I need to do for others. Then on that list, I also add things that are going to fill me up, things that I'm going to do that are going to make me a better person. Okay. That means fuel me up. That makes me walk away and go, I'm a better person. I am a better wife, mother, friend, coach, daughter, sister. I'm a better neighbor. And I want you to understand by better. I have worked with so many people that help me see that doing everything for someone else is not serving them or you. Not at all. You can change the way you want to eat so that other person is happy. And on the other hand, that person, maybe you do that forever. Maybe someone goes out there and does this for you. They change the way they eat, they make the meals, and you love it. It's great. Well, you know what? Maybe they go to work one day, and that shift is messing up that time period, and they can't be there to make dinner anymore. Well, your lack of ability to make dinner is like shot. That right there is a trauma because now you're like, I don't even know how to make dinner. All I know how to do is nuke something. And you feel you lose lack of belief in yourself. So by people doing things for you or you doing things for others, you do lose in the belief because you have to. It's just how it goes. You can't. We all have to take care of our own needs and wants. And sometimes I know with children, we, we, we wonder when does that boundary begin and when does it end? Another sip of coffee. Sorry. (laughs) Actually, I'm not sorry. I love my coffee and it brings me better to talk to you. I just don't like to give you too much space. (laughs) So here it is. You have to ask yourself, and this is how I do. I ask myself, am I grateful for doing this? Do I feel gratitude? Do I feel, I'm talking sometimes it's one point or 0.0001%. I mean, there was not much gratitude waking up in the middle of the night and feeding your kid day after day. I mean, I think it was at least a year of, of, you know, getting up and feeding in the middle of the night. Just didn't have the greatest sleepers. (laughs) But there was that little moment of looking them in their eyes and being like, yep, I'm glad. And I can go back and say that I'm glad. But even that one moment to hang on to. But you have to keep going and understanding your needs and theirs needs. So when I was doing that, I was also, hey, so what are my needs during the day? I know that I want to keep going and taking a nap is not my, it doesn't make me feel the most empowered person to nap. Thinking about it ahead of time. Afterwards, I'm a rock star. (laughs) So I started making naps happen every day. It was, where am I going to shift this? Because you can't be up in the middle of the night for two, three hours and then not be during the day and then keep going. I mean, you will not physically be able to keep going that way. And I don't want to just give kid example because this has happened so many times in my life. I just like to give kids as an example, because if you say, well, they need me, well, this adult needs you. I'm telling you, even the child needs me, but, and they need, they can't walk, they can't do anything but I still have to take care of my needs. 
still have to find someone to sit there and watch them a few hours a day, or they nap and I nap during the day. However, it has to happen or you skip dinner and your spouse has to eat alone because you need to be up to go take care of them again at night. And it works out because the truth is too, the more you take on, the more frustrated you get, the more low you get, and the the less you're showing up as that person for them. You're just flying through life numbly. And it's not positive at all to be numbing. Not at all. So it's finding that route. But I'm telling you, I, my biggest is I can write my to-do list because I can see all over my to-do list, whether it's me or not. If I'm at the end of that day, don't feel accomplished, or I'm looking for validation from other people, then why am I actually doing this? Do you want to make that errand happen? Do you want to clean your own house or do you want to clean theirs? Do you want to then make it happen? You have to be more understanding. You have to say either to yourself and go, okay, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with doing that task I said I was going to do for validation from other people. That means I'm okay with not being showing up for my kids or my house. If you're okay with that, be okay with that. But I doubt that you're okay with your needs being completely rock bottom. And it's asking yourself that. That is where the big everything came to me. My own you, my book. Can I own that decision? Can I own that decision and say, I care about that person's needs more than my own. And you know, sometimes I can tell you that person lost someone, that person this, sure. But when you are starting to be like, dude, I just helped them do this. And they're just sitting on their porch drinking coffee or they're wearing this air. And I wish I could do that. Well, that is a huge indicator that you're given too much. Huge indicator. Double check that because that will happen. You don't want to be a resentful person. How many times have you like read a text or something and you were so frustrated and you read the first few moments of it and you kind of like spouted back at somebody and you really didn't need to? Hands down, it's happened to me so many times. And that is a prime example of getting into that resentment. So I want to get into, because we're getting close to 20 minutes, the second step in to challenge is to challenge these negative thoughts that often creep in in our minds. They just kind of come and, oh, lack of belief. Can I do that? Instead of focusing on what you can't do, focus on what you can do. Seriously, sometimes I have to write it down again. It is important to recognize your strengths. If you don't recognize your strengths or your talents, you can't embrace them. If you can see talents in other people and you can't see talents in yourself, this is not the way to live. And I'm asking you to please remember, you are completely unique and you have something so valuable and special that only you can offer this world. I know that. I know it could be your perception on something. It could be anything. But as long as you are not challenging those beliefs, you're settling for them and you're, the world is losing out on you because you know there's those moments when you're like, wow, that was so easy for me, but that was meant so much to that person. Okay, but find your balance. Be sure to be true to yourself as much as you're true to others. Okay, the third step is to believe in yourself and your abilities. You got to set realistic goals and then you have to work towards them to achieve them. If someone comes in and, okay, I want to help out this person. Wow, it feels really good helping them. It feels really good. What I found so easy, they find so hard. Okay, but boundaries. Don't put 
my basic needs. I've had ones where I was going to help someone out and I almost canceled a meeting that I was going to do. And I was like, no, how would I feel after that meeting if I went over there and we just kind of sat there and didn't really do what we planned to do? What if this wasn't so much of an emergency and I missed out on that meeting that really was valuable, really could have been something. And so I didn't skip the meeting. It was not easy. It was like going against everything inside of me. I should be serving that person, not just doing this meeting. How important was it? And I'm glad I did because that appointment, that meeting was life-changing for me. I specifically know what I'm thinking about. So you need to work towards them, make them small. If that's how it is, fine, but those little things and you celebrate those successes. I'm telling you, no matter how small they can be, this is so helpful because it helps bring your self-esteem and your confidence up. I even make a list. Sometimes I have a book where my, my little miracles, and sometimes I have to go back to them. I recommend writing your little miracles every single night before you go to bed. Write three miracles that have happened in your life. And before you know it, you're like three miracles that happened today. And then the next day and the next day and the next day, and they just keep going. And again, the miracle could be, I got up today. And some days it's like that. And, but it shouldn't get that far down. When you continue doing this, it's not like that anymore. You continue the process and you celebrate those successes. You'll start to, now miracles come and I just laugh. I'm like, of course that worked out that great. Of course, thank you. Like I will... Oh, it's an amazing feeling to be open to it and believe that you're worthy of that all the time. I tell my kids now, it was some, I'm so lucky to be your mommy and you're so lucky to have me as your mom too. We're lucky to have each other. We're lucky to have dad, right? lucky to have mom. We're lucky to have this life. And really to me, lucky is blessed. So that's really what I'm teaching them is to be grateful. So I really, again, the last step is really to surround yourself with people who believe in you and support your goals. It is very huge, especially when you're lacking. I mean, it could be a goal to stop talking bad about yourself. Do you know how many times I've had a conversation with my husband and I will be like, no, mm -mm, not going to talk about it. And he's like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, when I say no, I don't want to talk about it. That does not mean I'm not going to bring it up again later or something. But I know if I just give more negative to it, how many times have you get in a trap that was, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but what are we married to the, like, do you want to be negative about yourself or do you want to try to change it? Well, that's what it is. Have you ever tried a new sport? Have you ever tried to make something new? You got to keep trying it. And you have to understand that negative people can really drain your energy. I know there's being there for other people. But you also have to be around people that are positive and are believe in you. Again, not only do they drain your energy, but they lead you to the lack of self-belief. You start questioning yourself. And trust me, coaching, too many times I am around people every day that don't have positive talk about themselves. That doesn't mean I walk away. That means though after that, I commit to doing something else to uplift me to bring it back, to let that go. And that's just the commitment to myself. If I'm going to be and do this and hear the negativity, I'm there for them. We're not there about me. I'm not talking about myself negative. They can talk about themselves, but I need to fill myself up afterwards. And whatever that is, I'm going to take a walk with the dog by myself. I am going to meditate. I'm going to journal. I'm going to listen to some affirmations. 
I'm going to something. I'm going to sit on the back deck and pick out all the amazing things out there and just listen. I hear the leaves. I hear the birds. Maybe I'm going to have a glass of wine and just think about all the things, the miracles, however it is, but I'm going to do something to lift myself up. That's what it is. It's essential to yourself to encourage that positivity and let it grow. Okay. And there we have it. I'm almost 25 minutes. So I am, that is my talk, my topic, my take on the lack of self-belief. And I really hope that this episode has given you some insights and really some practical kind of tips that you could use to help overcome this challenge. And I want you to always remember the biggest thing, I guess there's the tips and the tricks and whatever, how they say it, but I want you to leave here knowing that you are worthy, you are valuable, and you can achieve anything you set your mind to because you are absolutely unique. You are honestly wasting this world from something great by not being authentically who you are. You begin to find out all the things that come so easy to you that don't come easy to others. And it's not to say, hey, I did this better than you. No, this is about being that wonderful person that shares these talents. That wonderful person that can say, hey, it kind of comes easy to me and I don't really know how, but I'd like to show you. You want to watch? I mean, that's what this is. I'll create a video. Hey, being vulnerable and open kind of comes easy to me. So here I'll record it. And that's it. So be uniquely you, authentically. You are meant to do so much in this world. The world needs you. And I promise you, it's a ripple effect that will just continue. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Until next time, stay fearless. Bye.